Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger. Eating handfuls of thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra sharp cheddar cheese. <sighs> we know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary Dairy. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, a podcast against shame. I hope you're well. I am absolutely fucked, to be honest. I have had kidney stones this week and have been unable to work and that means I've been unable to bring you a fresh new episode of I Weigh. So therefore, I wondered what you would need right now given how fucking shit and terrifying absolutely everything is and that is Celeste Barber. We all need a laugh and there's no one better for that than her. She's one of the funniest people on the internet. She's one of the funniest people on the airwaves and on the TV. And she's definitely one of the funniest people I've ever had on this podcast. I love her so much. She's so cool. She's so relatable and just so unpretentious in every single way. In this episode, we discuss her successful fundraiser to fight the Australian wildfires. We discuss her experience with antidepressants as well as medicine for her ADHD, which has changed her life. We talk about loving your spouse when you are with them all the fucking time and how to try to keep the love alive and she has some advice in here that has genuinely gone on to change thousands of people's relationships so definitely listen up if you're unfamiliar with her she's that hilarious comedian on instagram who like five or six years ago started doing piss takes of what very uh, unrealistic supermodels and actresses were putting out there as you know obscene standards for women celeste did a very relatable silly version of that and sometimes what she's doing gets misinterpreted, but as someone who knows her, and also from this conversation, I feel quite reassured that it comes from such a good place, a place of just making people feel less alone and more reassured. I think she's fucking brilliant. I think you're going to love this episode. Now I have to go because I'm in pain. So I'll see you next week. This is Celeste Barber. my friend it's such a big deal that you're on my fucking <laughs> podcast celeste barber <laughs> truly one of the greatest icons of our generation how the Aww. fuck are you welcome to i way oh hi mate i'm good i don't know if i'm a fucking icon even though i tell people you're I am an icon at all times oh thanks it's nice to actually see your face same what a nice face it is same we need to pick up our marco polo action again that was fun yeah i'm I feel I'm really bad at that. And Same. I, Jesse Tyler Ferguson told me about it and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. And it's great for actors because we just talk at each other the whole time. <laughs> and then, so I told every, yeah, every bitch I know, I'm like, get on Marco, get, and now everyone is. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not in. You're just ghosting everyone that you had invited onto the app. Yeah. It's bad. Um, bloody it's bad. hell. At the beginning of 2020, it should have been an omen as to what was happening in the world. I mean, you are in Australia. Australia was on fire at the oh beginning God. of this year. I almost feel like that was five years ago because so much uh, happened. Absolutely. It feels absolutely. wild. And you you kicked off that year jumping into action in a way that I have almost never seen anyone. What you What you pulled off at the top of 2020 was so ridiculous i think you were trying to raise fifteen thousand dollars as a fundraiser right for um 30 30 30 000, dollars, that is, was it yeah, yeah yeah and so so then you ended up raising 50 million dollars yeah um 51 point something million australian fuck isn't yeah, that it's ridiculous it's so, so intensely ridiculous. I was watching it happen and every day you were just being like, oh my God, thanks guys. We hit the 30,000 target. Be like, okay, we've we've hit a million. You guys are unbelievable. And then it just became 10 million, 20 million, 30. And it just didn't stop. 
So yeah. you you've 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 fixed Australia. Well done. No, I'm I, joking. I, I no, wish. I know. I, 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 know. I tried. Fuck, I tried. Like I, I think I might have some, maybe some PTSD from it because right. it was so overwhelming, and my face was fucking everywhere when it, to do with it. On top of really horrifying images, and I was I was sitting in my little ivory tower. You know what I mean? In my air conditioning doing it while my mother-in-law is being um, evacuated and my brother-in-law they're, and they're being separated. Like, it Yeah, you had family members, I remember at the time, just in some of the areas where the sky looked like it was on fire. Uh, I, it, was it was apocalyptic. Crazy. Yeah. It was apocalyptic. And for 48 hours, it was nighttime. For 48 hours, the sky was dark. And that fucks with people. That fucks with the, your head when you don't know what time of day it is. And my father-in-law is quite older and didn't understand what was going on. And that's how it started. I remember talking to my mother-in-law and saying, what do you need? And she went, a fucking fire truck. That's all she, and she, and she's a strong woman and she fell apart. And I went, all right, well, let's get you a fire truck. I mean, I don't know shit about shit. I'm a comedian, but I was like, all right, let's get you a fire truck. $30,000. I reckon that's probably what a fire truck costs. Like just panicked and set that goal. And then I remember waking up the next morning and RP, my husband was like, Babe, we've we've cracked a million. You're going to have to up the target. And I was like, I beg your pardon, a million? That was a few hours ago. And then, and then you get a little obsessive. I got a little obsessive over it. I was like, right, we need to get to four million. We need to get to let's go, let's go. Because yeah, you were on one. It was amazing. And when you see it happening, and you're like, oh, this is what it fucking takes. People just to be told this is what we need. I'm kind of, I'm not on the front line, but my mother-in-law is. And these are pictures. So keeping it out of the bullshit media when they kind of pick and choose what they want you to see because, you know, our leader was nowhere to be fucking seen when it was happening, nowhere mm-hmm. to be seen. We were on fire alone and terrified and people kind of just seeing this stupid face going, oh, she, she's doing something and I want to do something. Then you kind of get, you, it's addictive and, you know, power to the people. It blew my mind. At one point I, well, quickly, I, my husband was like, we need a fucking minute off. We were like, it's $6 million. And we went down to the beach. There was some friends there. We just went in. I dived in. I remember my friend was like, oh my God, is it 6 million? Dived in the water, came back up. I can't turn around. I dived, walked back out of the beach and he went 7 million. And I went, what? Like in a few minutes. And you just got to get fucking busy. It was the worst. It was the worst I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I couldn't. We've lost over a billion wildlife yeah. in this fucking country. A billion wildlife, and it's it's hard not to get political about it. Hundred percent. And then what what ensued after that was a political world moment. You know, we've just seen it everywhere. So that was just such a wild start to the year for all of you. And I mean, we over in America and California in particular haven't exactly had an amazing time fire-wise either. So many yeah. animals, so many people, so many houses lost. There's so much going on, but um, but I just cannot stress enough what what an example you are to all of us who have platforms for just getting stuck in, for not making it pretentious, for not making it about kind of galas and all this kind of inaccessible shit. You just showed real pictures from real mm. people. You gave people simple and easy instructions and information. And you did something really, really phenomenal. So just from the straight up top of this, you were saying you're not an icon. You're a fucking icon. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's very kind. You just get busy. I've always been like that, though. I kind of live by the motto of a little less conversation, a little more action. Love you. Love you so much for that. Thank Um, you, darling. How was your 2020? A bit of a blur, really. Mm -hmm. A bit of a... My anxiety kicked up like really stepped up during this pandemic. And I thought during an international pandemic would be a fucking fabulous time when you're locked down to come off my antidepressants. Wasn't my best work. Oh, yeah. right. Well, I mean, that makes yeah. complete sense because then there's no work in jeopardy. Like if I was going to do it, that's when I would do it. Exactly. And I've been on antidepressants for like 11 years. And I know I kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't really remember why I'm on these. I know one of my friends died and I was obviously very upset. It was around that time I kind of went on them, but I kind of was at a point where I went, no, I don't really know. And I've been wanting to try and come off them for years, mm-hmm. but 
you know, all doctors are like, well, you have a very inconsistent life. I was like, thank you. Like, you know, always on planes, nothing. It's not a good time. And I was on Zoloft. So weaning off Zoloft is a fucking nightmare. So I, I have thought, no well, idea. I have no idea what it's like. Will you tell me what it's like? Well, you kind of, you have, you get like, my sister and I call it like a little zap because it's coming out of your body, you feel like you get dizzy spells. You have to really slowly wean yourself like over weeks, months. And I hate that idea as well about feeling trapped on something. Um, So coming off that, like your tongue gets a little bit numb and you get these weird like little electrocutions, it feels like as it's leaving your body. And then you've got to deal with, you know, the emotional side of it of Mm. trying to balance out. So, and I, I have ADD as well. So you can't have antidepressants along with ADD, ADD medication. Yeah. They, boom, they hate each other. And I, I was starting to, you know, really struggle to retain information again because of my job and because I'm getting busier and all that sort of stuff. So I thought I want to come off my antidepressants and I want to look at trying to maybe go back on some sort of ADD medication just to fucking give myself a break. Um, so. I did that, but there were some days in bed under blankets going, ooh, this is a lot and scary. So I, I, I remember it kind of being a bit of a blur, if you can remember a blur, it being kind of a bit mm. tricky. And, you know, most of my work this year was supposed to be in the States. That all came to a grinding halt. Couldn't come over, couldn't. No, I, I know. Mean, really there were so many big plans and. Yeah, we were going to basically get married. Like there was, there were so many big plans for this year. And what not did you just say? Year. You were going to get married? No, I said you and I were going to get married. Oh yes. Well, that's still happening. Yeah, hundred percent. But no, for sure. Last year, I remember how many big plans you had, and so all of that coming to a kind of crashing halt, and then you being stuck in the house, and then you've also got kids. There's, you know, two stepchildren, two children uh, that you have biologically and so much to do around a house and dealing with their schooling and dealing with everything that parents had to deal with this year. And then also going through all of that. I imagine that was just so much. How long did it it take in total? Or did you just go back on? No, I came off. I was determined to do it because I was talking to my husband about it and I miss feeling the feels. Like my emotions have always run pretty close to the surface. And I like that. I like that, well, you know, it makes you a better actor as well. You need to kind of access stuff. And I, and I know that I haven't really been able to do that for a really long time and mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't like that. So I was kind of looking forward to it, but it got scary at a point because I was just so sad for what felt like weeks. It wasn't weeks, but it felt like it, but it's just my body kind of balancing out. So it was maybe six weeks, two months. And that's how, you know, we're in a three-bedroom apartment at the beach though, so very, very lucky. We got that thinking I was going to be in and out a lot in our life, but then we were just like, no, all together at once. And I have a six and a nine-year-old boy, two boys, and they're like just throwing tennis balls literally at the wall. And my husband's like, you guys are going to stop that. I was like, let him fucking do it, mate. Like throw the balls. What else are we going to do? <laughs> we, we all just kind of lost our mind a bit, but we're in a... We're in a pretty privileged place mm-hmm. here in Australia. We kind of we locked it off really quick, not as quick as New Zealand, but we just kind of fucking New it Zealand. Down, so just lauding their success over all of us. Just, <laughs> just do you know that um, they're now giving the vaccine? Jacinda has just announced. Well, New Zealand government has announced that they're giving the vaccine, offering the vaccine to other Pacific, smaller Pacific islands for free, just because they are. Oh, God fucking hell. Yeah, Fuck she just me. keeps just. fucking delivering. Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh, <sighs> you're amazing. She's so amazing. Anyway. She's I, unbelievable. Yeah, truly, just, the, just exemplary in every single way. Fucking mm. New Zealand. Can't, she, can't we just have one person running the whole world? Can't it just be her? Just give her the world. Just give her the world. Give her, give her the, the fucking world. world. I um, know. If we could have her, that would just be paradise. For sure. But I just, um, 
But I just also want to say, just for anyone who's out there who might be thinking about going on antidepressants, who might be then be worried that they feel no feelings at all, I just want to make sure that we clarify to them that that it really oh, depends absolutely. on the medication that you're on. People have varying different levels of how they feel, how they don't feel. And if you are someone who thinks that you need them or who's been told by a doctor that you need them, definitely still give them a shot because you won't absolutely. definitely feel numb. Like they're, I mean, they're a lifesaver. You were on them for 11 years and they, they really helped you, right? Absolutely. And, and the reason it was numbing for me, that's one of the side effects for me because I have ADD and because I was on them for 11 years. So it's very specific as an individual and every person responds very, very differently. I just wanted to say that out there so people know. Absolutely. And now I'm on other medication, which kind of treats my ADD and kind of treats my anxiety at the same time. And that's great for now. And then I'm, who knows, I may go, I may go back on it, but, um, at the time for me, I was, it was 11 years as well. I hadn't, um, I needed, I hadn't been back to a doctor to see if this was still the right dose. I hadn't, I hadn't really managed it or looked after myself kind of properly. I was like, well, that's just one of the tablets I take each day with my vitamins. Also, and so much has changed. Like your life has changed. Yeah, you are a different person. Exactly. You are in a completely unrecognizable situation uh, mm. in your life. And so I completely understand just wanting to know what an unmedicated version of you is like. And it seems like that was the right decision. So I think that that's really great that you were able to muscle through that really tricky time and be able to do that. You wrote something about when you were diagnosed with ADD, which I just found really, really beautiful, which is the moment that you accidentally overheard your mother talking to the doctor about your ADD. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to paraphrase this incorrectly and horribly, but basically we love her personality this is just so that she'll find school a bit easier. And you talk about how lucky you were to have a mum who was so reassuring to you about that. Like she never made you feel judged for it. It was just seen as something that would make life that little bit easier. And I just yeah. thought that was so beautiful because issues like ADD or anxiety, etc., all of these things are so stigmatised. And I think mm. that that's so beautiful that you were able to have that feeling of acceptance going forward. It was incredible. still is. Like I still get a little bit emotional thinking about it because you're right with, you know, stigma, especially with, I, I, I can only really speak about ADD because I've got it. There's people just think ADD is like, oh, you're just fucking loud. And you just, oh God, she's got ADD. She's nuts. It's not what it is. It's the inability to focus. It's the inability to sit, pick up a pen and do your homework. Yeah. Mum says she remembers seeing me sit down at my desk I got my desk. I'm going to put a little candle over here. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. my pens. I got my new pens. I got myself some gel pens. I'm fucking going to do my homework. <laughs> I got a little bit of paper. I'm going to get a drink of water. I am ready. And then I'd out, I out, up and out. I couldn't, I was ready to do it, but I just couldn't do it. And I, I'm reading, not a thing. I still am a terrible reader because I didn't actually read anything yeah. until I was diagnosed at 16 is the first time I read something. Mm-hmm. So... It's just, yeah, that inability to focus. And hearing my mum say that was incredible. Her, she was just like, we know she is loud. We know she is full on, but we like that about her. We like her drama. She's fucking funny. She's all these things. We don't want that to go away. And, and the doctor was like, it, it won't. This will just, she'll just be able to sit down and have a minute and sit through a class at school and mum was like, that's all we want it for. We want it just to be, make life easier for her, not make her different. And that's that's a huge thing to hear, especially yeah. at 16. What is So what does your life feel like now that you're on ADD medication? Like, What is the big change that you found? I can, I'm more focused. I, can, right. I mean, I've got a lot going on. And I had a meeting actually, well, my managers, my Australian manager called me a few weeks back and she was like, can we have a little chat? I was like, yeah, fucking what do you want? And this was before <laughs> I'd gone back on my medication. I, okay. was, I was in the land of nothing at this time, like no medication. And um, she said, look, I've just spoken to the team, hilarious, I have a team in the States and everything, and <laughs> I just want to have a little chat to you about stuff. Um, you're, we're noticing that you're not really retaining anything that we're talking about, like retaining any information. So a job will come up and I'll say, no to it or I'll say yes to it actually and then the deal memo or whatever will come through and then I'll go I I've said no to this and Lisa my agent here is like no you you we spoke about it and you said like I couldn't I wasn't taking it in because I had so much going on 
And with this medication that I'm on, I can, I'm, I'm retaining the information. With ADD, you're quite scattered, which isn't always a bad thing. I can mm-hmm. multitask like a fucking boss. Like I'm, I can have a lot of shit going on at once. Yeah. Um, but with the medication, it helps me still do all that. But when I throw all the balls in the air, I can now kind of catch most of them as opposed to just going, they're all in the air. Let's see what happens. And then running away. So it's kind of great because I can, I follow through with things more. I, you know, I'll unpack the entire dishwasher instead of just the top drawer. Oh my God. That's- I think I might need ADD medication. Listening to you yeah. talk about all of this, I've forgotten we're even on a podcast and I'm now just asking you, I'm like, and then what happens? Yeah. And then how it's do pretty, you feel? Like it, I'm truly just like, yeah. this is now just a chat. If everyone else could just leave, actually, everyone who's yeah, listening to this, if you guys yeah, could all just, just go away, because I'm just like, we're having a personal chat. <laughs> Fucking hell, because I've been told by doctors for years that they think I have it since I was a kid at school because I couldn't get my homework done, couldn't read, couldn't do any of these things. But I came from a a family that were very, very, very like embarrassed of mental health conditions at the time. Now everyone's completely on board and accepting, etc. But back then it just kind of felt like, oh no, something wrong with them. So I I, I say we should all investigate uh, whether or not we might... (laughs) have this because I've heard that it is an epidemic in our generation and especially the generations after us especially because these fucking phones and these apps are just preying on our attention uh, span and so I think it's a good thing for us all to go and investigate and not listen to our parents if they think that that means that they've done a bad job parenting it's nothing to do with that it's not a fucking choice (laughs) it's just a thing that happens that you need a little bit of help with sometimes and it it has that stigma too of you know you hear people saying oh well they've just they're trying to numb kids now. They're just putting them on ADD medication or, you know, because they're too loud or whatever. And I'm like, well, they're going to get a rude fucking shock when those kids are still loud and um, annoying but but can just sit down and read a book. It doesn't doesn't numb you out. It doesn't yeah. at all. It just lets you. I mean, I'm kind of grateful as well that I was diagnosed quite Young. Late. Oh, in right. hindsight, in hindsight, I am because um, it just made me realize my currency. It made me just work harder and be like, "Well, I'm I'm really loud and can't sit down and can't sit still in class and can't read a book and can't do anything." But what am I? What am I good at? Oh, I'm fucking funny and I can act and I'm dramatic over here and that's and you just kind of for me, I, I learned my currency and that was my personality and my, you know, my ability to entertain people and all that sort of stuff. And I've kind of focused on that. And I sometimes and it's done all right it, for you in the end, hasn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have just taken yeah. over the world. My goodness. <laughs> uh, you are my favourite follow on Instagram. And mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Celeste is behind the iconic hashtag challenge accepted, where she takes very, very glamorous and unrealistic sort of supermodel, A-lister or influencer situations. And she puts a sort of just everyday human spin on them. She's not trying to shame anyone. I think some people sometimes get the wrong idea that she's not being positive. She's just being funny. And she's just saying what we're all thinking, which is just, I don't really relate to that. When we see these fucking videos and they've got the perfect (laughs) amount of breeze in their hair and everyone's glowing, like their assholes are shining. Like, let's just be real. Let's be real. And you brought real back to Instagram and Good. and it's been uh it's just been so much fun it's been so much fun watching your rise and it was just so organic and and i think one of the things that that makes you so special is your freedom i love how you talk about the fact that when you post these kind of you know uh scantily clad videos of yourself parodying a famous person's video, often a famous actress or model, uh, that people will call you brave and you find that really offensive because you're like, mm. I'm not not doing a brave thing. What was no, it you because said? I, yeah, go on. I'm, I'm brave, but the model's empowering. That's what it is. Exactly. When they, Kendall yeah, Jenner does point, it, it's empowering. When you do it, it's yeah, brave. When M. Radikowski wears dental floss they're like you're empowering women you're the face of feminism and then I do it and they're like wow bitch you're brave I'm like why why is that different why is it why isn't and what do you think the, the subtext is of that bravery you're brave because oh my god you you shouldn't be looking like that in a bikini you're so brave to do that that's no, that's great that's the subtext of it and yeah it, it I mean my intention has always been with this is just to make people laugh 
Yeah. And then if where they take it from there is up to them. I'm not here to tell anyone what to do. I've got fucking kids. I'm not their mum. They can do what they want. But <laughs> I like to kind of start the conversation and be like, imagine if this was this body was doing what that body's doing. Uh, have a laugh and now think about it how you want. Yeah. But it's just to make people fucking laugh because it's a parody. I'm not I'm not mimicking them. I'm not trying to do exactly what they're doing. It's a parody. I'm adding to it. Well, I fucking um, lulled when I <laughs> when I read what you said, which is that like I'm not brave. What I'm doing isn't brave. The first poo that you do after labor, after giving birth is first brave. poo you do after having a baby. That's fucking brave. That's brave. <laughs> That's brave. It cuz you don't know if you'll make it through. That's brave. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious and terrifying all at the same time. I get so many messages from people after they saw my stand-up show doing that going, I just did my first poo. I just had a, what the (laughs) fuck is it? Like beside themselves. Like, yeah, that's brave. Not putting on an ill-fitted bikini. That's not brave. That's funny. Who gives a shit? And it's also like, it's not funny. It's also just, it is funny, but it's also doesn't have to be funny. It's also just life. And I fucking love looking at you in a bikini. As much as that might sound inappropriate, I think you look fantastic. I fucking love looking at you in a bikini. You look great. Um, One of the most fun days of my, yeah, I agree. Um, One of the truly great days of my career was us two getting to do the cover of Instar magazine together. We did a whole, it was a sort of fantasy conversation that that somehow turned into reality where uh, Celeste and I were talking about the fact that all these fucking like girlfriends photo shoots that happen in all these fashion magazines and they take two supermodels, kind of like an Emirata and a Kendall Jenner, and they'll show like a, a girl's night out. But It'll be so clean and they'll have just a perfect night and everyone will look perfect throughout the entire night. And we were just like, fuck off, not to them. Yeah. They'll but be fuck like off to the holding, idea that that's a, a, a girl's night out. Yeah, exactly. And going, that's the funniest thing ever, salad, yeah. like <laughs> laughing. And you're like, that's not what it looks like when you go out. This is what it looks like when you go out. I mean, we looked fucking hot as well. Oh, we looked great. It was great. But also we just, it was like, and we wanted to take it so far, but we didn't have time in the day. I wanted to piss in the street. I think we did that photo of pissing in the street, but I wanted to hold your hair back while you threw up in the toilet. Like we, we wanted to, to together showcase like a real girls night out. It's messy. We fight, you know, we go through a whole emotional journey on a night out. (laughs) We were sitting in like a private booth and we're both just crying because we didn't want to be there. Yeah, because we both (laughs) hate the club. All the confetti around us and all these hot people with like, yeah, here's a drink. And we were just crying because who wants to be in a club? No, no, no 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 one. That's one thing I really don't miss. I'm glad the clubs were closed and are still closed in many places in the world. Um, Anyway, okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now listen, we all carry around different stresses, big, small, medium size, and a lot of us keep them bottled up because sometimes we just have to. But doing that all of the time can really, really start to negatively impact your life. And I say that from experience. I'm British. We are told to never say how we're feeling about anything ever. And uh, that's why so many of us are so sad. Now, a way that I was able to remedy that was by having therapy, which was super helpful for me, not only because it's amazing to get things off your chest, but also all week you know as you're bottling things up because it's not always the time or place to say exactly how you feel you know you're going to get that hour where you're able to get everything off your chest and say it exactly as you want to and this therapist isn't going to take it personally and they're not going to hold it against you or throw it back in your face during an argument over dinner next week you just have this complete freedom honestly I think everyone should have therapy regardless of whether they think they need it because it's so amazing to have a confidant it's a journal that talks back to you and helps you with all of your problems. I think therapy is just a safe space to get everything off your chest to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, then maybe you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists if you don't like them anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash iWay today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iWay. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, 
and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. So it's very clear that I love Celeste. It's very clear that I think very highly of her and that she's very cool and impressive. Uh, And now she's given me some advice on my mental health. That's very handy. I now want to talk to you about fucking marriage because we have been subjected to your fucking happy marriage with your hot husband who we know on the internet as hashtag hot husband, just straight up pure objectification uh, and your adorable kids and your wonderful life. And I want to know... How did 2020 go for you and your family and marriage? How did you keep it all together? I can sense that it was obviously like troubling, especially considering what you were going through personally with all the meds, etc. But what was it like? Because I look to you as a as a life role model. Oh, you're very kind. Don't do that. Um, I um, it was it, it was a it and it still is hard. Mm. I find Arpi and I have been together for 18 years. Shit and. Something I have realised about us is that we are very good at missing each other. So when I'm away at work, we're very good at going, I can't really miss you, I love you, I love you. And then when I come back, it's lovely and delicious. And then I go again. We, and it's always been like that. He has two daughters um, to a previous relationship and we he would have to leave to go to the girls a lot, obviously. And so we weren't yeah. always together at all times. And that's been 18 years of that. And that's worked. And now with, you know, lockdown, it's just, you know, he's here in front of my face at all times. And we are two, we are both Torians, so where there's two bulls in the house and I don't really know how much I believe in all of that stuff yeah. until I need to and I need to now and then we have two <laughs> fucking bulls in the house. I like to objectify him and people find it crazy because I'm like, yeah, imagine that objectifying a man it's easy you just flip it you just it's just quite yeah. easy to do you just Tro- it to a trophy man. husband I understand yeah and um but I'm very careful no I'm very clever at what I put out there to do with my marriage because it, that's mine I'm you know I heavily I'm heavily aware of what I put out there you hardly see my kids and that's for a reason and all that stuff but um Sometimes it's not, most of the time it can be not fucking pretty. It's hard. Marriage is hard. And when you say those vows, I will love you forever, then you realize that forever is a very. Yeah. (laughs) And you go, fuck. Oh, God. But one thing that Arpi and I have always had, and I think we are very lucky, is we just absolutely love each other. We just, we just absolutely have this passion and love for each other. We don't always get along. We don't always jam. And that doesn't always look like he's my best friend and he's always got my back. Not the case. No. Not the case at all. Sometimes I'm like, why the fuck are you sitting over there when I'm over here and I need you to be backing me? And he's like, because I don't want to. And that's its own its own thing. But um, you just... You just got to get on with it, you know. We're oh, totally. All it. No, it was hard. It was hard. I have a great fucking relationship and it was hard at mm. some point because you just, no one is supposed to see that much of each other. It's not, Ever. It's not normal. It's not okay. Yeah, we did all right, but it was just like, you need some fucking space and you can't go outside and there's so much anxiety everywhere and you just don't get time to do all your like, you know, sort of private single yeah. person behaviour we need the yeah. SPB. <laughs> said V almost. Absolutely. We need the SPB. You know, like we need that time to just, you know, be, do our own yeah. shit and not have to explain it. But also, like energetically as well, that doesn't always mesh. It's not always great. And so, 
we just miss each other. Like in the and our energies are just fucking off and it can breed stuff that it doesn't need to breed and you just need to get through it. I remember we had a massive fight and I was like, fuck, I just don't like this is just really intense. And he was like, he felt exactly the same. And he was like, this fucking pandemic, it's because we're, you know, it's not normal for us to be spending this much time together. And I had to listen to that because I thought, no, no, it's not the pandemic. It's you and me and we're done. But he, it was so good that he said that. He's like, no, it, this is fucking weird. This is a weird thing to be doing all the time. We yeah. Got, he got offered a job to go away for three months and he said no. And I went, why? And he went, I'll be away for, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, because I'll be away for three months. And I went, yes, but you'll be away for three months. <laughs> like. Come on. Take no, one for the team. I'm... Yeah, my uh, my boyfriend has been happily waving me off uh, as I go yeah. off to do different jobs. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the best. Here's a packed lunch. Don't hurry back. Yeah, and we don't really text while, while I'm away. Like neither of us are talking to each other when we go away. It's just like, oh, let's just take, yeah. use this as like a reset so we'll be happy when we see each other again. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I realised as well that, I ha- there are a handful of straight heterosexual men that I have in my life. I have, I don't have many in my life, and that's for a reason. I've girls and gays are <laughs> my jam, and hanging out with this straight guy all the time when I don't really have my outlet of you know other people, my my jam. I'm like, yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. straight men. That's right. <laughs> That's so were you able to do, I mean, you also don't have to answer this question, but were you able to do any kind of like online therapy? I know some people have been doing that, do like kind of couples therapy together. No, no didn't do probably that. Should've. <laughs> probably should have. Probably should have. We probably really should have, but no, we didn't. We just went, I got a treadmill. That's what I got. I put it on my roof and I go on that every now and then. Teddy the treddy, just try and run it out. Teddy so we probably the should treddy. do counseling. Yeah. <laughs> so end of fights would end like this. I'm going to Teddy and storm upstairs. That's really productive. I go and stress eat until I can't breathe and I have to sit on all fours because that's the only way that my stomach doesn't push against my lungs. Oh, man. It's the exact opposite. I'll just sit there just shoveling food. Just, just the whole pandemic has been stressful. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of screaming into pillows for me as well. A lot of closing doors quite, and then just screaming into a pillow. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm sure it's a relief for everyone to hear. Everyone is going through this shit. There are either single people who are who are wondering, would I have been happier stuck inside with someone? Highly unlikely. Um, Highly unlikely. Or there are people in relationships wondering, is it us or is the is it the pandemic? And who knows? Maybe it's one or maybe it's the other. Maybe the pandemic's helping show you that maybe you are in the wrong relationship. But often, try, as often as possible, try to just give this a beat. We're not in the clear yet unless we're in New Zealand um <laughs> if yeah, you're, they can fi- be happier if you're a couple fighting in New Zealand the problem is you okay <laughs> break it's not up. the pandemic break the fuck up get a divorce break up um absolutely <laughs> but outside of that do, um, do you know what blows my mind hearing people say um so many babies are gonna be made during the pandemic I was like I could think of nothing fucking worse <laughs> really like He's just getting all sexy during this. No way. Yeah. No way. I know. I know. That's so. That's so funny. It's so true. So many people are uh, are conceiving. Loads of my friends are popping out babies at the end of this. But I think, I think that they all got pregnant in like March at the beginning. You know, when everyone was like, "Great, we've got time together," yeah. and everyone still loved each other. I think that's when that that shagging happened. And yeah, then I think no. after that, it's just been pregnancy. I don't think anyone's been fucking throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And since March, now they're just like, <laughs> now I'm fucking pregnant. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So any any sage words of wisdom, seeing as you did manage to stay together throughout 2020? Anyone, any any words of, words of advice to anyone out there who's just about to fucking gouge their partner's eyes out? I sometimes imagine that my husband's dead and how sad I would think that <laughs> happened. So I think, oh, oh, I would really fucking, I'd be so sad if you were dead. So I'm going to give you a, a cuddle and try and be nice. Is that advice? That's I'm not saying I'm so trying to kill him. I, and 
so funny and also just so effective. Because I think, well, if he's not here, I'd be really sad. And then I'd be furious at myself when he has died that I was a bitch before he died. So come on, be nice. Oh my God, that's amazing. I I feel like we should think that before we make every single decision in life. Yeah. Like what if I died? What if that person, like we should have, I I think about death constantly as a positive, as as a way to keep myself positive of like, you know, I think that was a big part of getting out of my eating disorder was thinking, when I'm old... Do I want to look back on my entire life as I would my 20s, which is just spending it counting calories and weighing myself? Mm. And I think having that realisation, if if I died today, that's all I've done in my 20s. And I think that's why when I got to the end of my 20s, I was like, right, I'm throwing everything at recovery because I don't want to look back on the rest of my life as just uh, just an attempt to have my my hip bones like jut out over my jeans. Yeah. I just wear leggings now. (laughs) And I know, yeah, stretchy pants. Yeah, yeah. And I know it sounds really macabre, but it's kind of important to think that we're dead in a minute. It's all, it's all done. Yeah, and twenty twenty done in a minute. Twenty twenty brought that home in more ways yeah. than just the pandemic. Just everything we saw going on racially, or going on with different groups, or going on with fires, or catastrophes, or floods all around the world. Like this year, we could not escape the reality that. Really, you like you just don't you really don't have any control over what's going to happen. So try and live your life accordingly in a way that will make you feel peaceful if shit does hit the fan. Yeah, and I think in the same breath, by doing that, you need to give yourself a break if you're fucking struggling. If you if you're hating on whoever you're living with or hating on yourself or trying to go through stuff, that's you're allowed to be upside down. You're allowed to not fucking be okay for a minute. I think people think you know, oh, well, we're just at home. I should be making the most of it. It's it's terrifying because there's no end date. There's no even, I know I keep, you know, we talk about the fires, but even with the fires, th- those seasons end. You know that there's, we don't have an exact date, but we know around March in Australia, it's going to cool down, you know. And yeah. But this, what the fuck, we've got second wave, third wave all over the country, new strands. People are allowed, I think, to first and foremost, just give yourself a break. If you're not okay, let yourself be not okay. Mm. Just, and then call a mate or text someone. And if it goes on a bit and be like, I'm not okay. And that, and give yourself space in that. Stop always trying to think that what you should be doing. It's one thing my husband has taught me, take the word should out of your vocabulary. I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Take it out. That and so and have you deserve. taken that, have you ever taken that facetiously and been like, yeah, I should, I should empty the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. I won't because he told me to take yeah. that word out of my mouth. Yeah, I you know should what word give you should a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what you should put in your in your vocabulary, babe? Laundry. Whack that in your vocabulary. Arpy, see how that goes. <laughs> um, that, but the word should and deserve. Gone. Yeah. Kind, also, I don't like giving people advice. Do what you want. Just be kind to yourself. Yeah, but I also love getting advice from you. So I'm sorry. I know you don't like giving it as if you were <laughs> okay. uh, as as if you are some sort of a a deity. But I do think you're just like you are one of my more practical and thoughtful friends, and so that's why I just like hearing what you think about everything. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to sixty percent on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas. Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. I think a lot of people don't know that you started as an actor yeah, little parts here yeah. and there and home and away. You know, there, there yeah. are so many things that you'd been working at in entertainment for such a long time. The Instagram thing was a total fluke 
kind of yeah. joke between you and a friend that just took what? off across the world. My sister and I would send these photos to each other. But yeah. I mean, I always had in the back of my head as well that this was, I knew it was, I know I'm funny. I knew that this was funny. I knew that this would cut through and that this would get me in front of people. I knew that I I wanted to, I wanted this to create work for myself. I mean, I had a meeting with years ago now when I started doing these photos four, five years ago now with um, like a production company here and they were like, yeah, you're funny, you're really good. Um, and they, it was when I, my Instagram had started. I'd got like maybe 10,000 followers or something and they were like, if you can kind of get, you can come to us with an idea and an audience, then we can maybe talk about a show. And I was like, cool, what the fuck is it that you do then? Why am I doing <laughs> all, the, all the things? I don't know. I'll just do it on my own then. If I'm get, coming to give you everything and then you control it, I might just hold off and kind of do it myself, do it my own way. And that's kind of, yeah, what it's done. And then of course, you know, America wakes up to it and then bang, it's everywhere. But work has come. And that is, that was always the plan to work, not to be an influencer, fuck a duck, not to be an influencer. Yuck, yuck. But <laughs> yuck, yuck for me. Yuck, yuck for me. Yeah, Influencers yeah, yeah. are fine. Hey, 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 hey. We, we both feel that influencers Whatever blows are your fine. Hair extensions yeah, exactly. back, they're fine. <laughs> Your hair extensions that you're wearing while you're selling us <laughs> fucking hair growth gummies, you arsehole. You fucking arsehole. So angry. I get so angry seeing these adverts. Christ. Yes. Christ. Also, this is my skin. This is my skincare regime. Well, why are you telling me that? Just put your doctor's name, your plastic surgeon's name yeah. at the bottom of that in your comments. Don't tell me you put cream on your face. That's not true. I know, it I know. Me. And it annoys me. And this is the whole thing. I mean, this is why you and I first kind of found each other because I think pe- people kept on sending us to one another. We were doing very different things, um, but with the same kind of intentional message of just like, can we just be real for a moment? Yeah. Can we yeah. just be normal? Can we just yeah. quit with the editing and the filters for a second? Absolutely. And just let women live. And the thing for me with the Instagram stuff, like for me, back in the day, magazines, right? You know, you'd flick through. I actually write about this in my book. You flick through and you'd see a photo of uh, Cindy Crawford and she's on a motorbike on the top of a building and she's got hair that goes all the way down the stairs and it's amazing. She's got crazy gorgeous makeup on and you look at that and you go, well, Cindy Crawford is the only person yeah. that can do that. That is highly curated. It's a fantasy. That is highly fit. Exactly. And that's what they're selling. They are going, don't think that you could ever do this. This is Cindy Crawford. Sure. But then Instagram came along and blurred those fucking lines and went, you know, a girl in activewear on a yacht going, uh, just love me some school drop off. And I'm like, hang on. That's not dropping <laughs> off a, a kid in like the, those li- made bullshit life yeah. seemingly attainable. And if you can't be doing what they're doing, you don't deserve love. And that's why I was like, hang on a minute, I got to cut through this shit real quick because that's not yeah that, that you're selling that to us like that's what we should be doing. Whereas Cindy Crawford on a motorbike on a roof, sure. Oh my god, put that on my wall because what a fun photo. But now it's that idea of going, isn't this how you wake up every morning at 3am and get your smoothie and get your your yoga in and get your body shaming in and it's not even 6am? Like, no, get your body shaming in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's it not how. Like, no, but it's how I feel about porn, weirdly, that, you know, when, you know, a lot of young people, children, you know, sort of 11, 12, 13 years old are watching pornography. And, I, I, and what I say about the issue with such young people watching pornography is that when they're watching, like, I don't know, Avatar, or the Transformers, they are aware that that is fantasy, right? The people are dressed blue. There are signals that say this is not real or this is animated. The problem with pornography is it looks like real people, so therefore they just see that as accessible people who might just look like a much more toned version of mum and dad, (laughs) you know, with with bigger bits um, and or smaller bits or shaved bits. And uh, they, they therefore process that as complete reality and then they have a false expectation of what sex is going to look like 
and yep. feel like and what Absolutely. it should entail. And I think that we're doing the same thing when it comes to our aesthetics and expectations on social media. It's exhausting to, it to, exhausting. to watch, to just even reading the statistics of what's happening to women's minds and to the teenage girls' minds based on all these lies that people tell. And, you know, you started this to be funny, but it's definitely become kind of accidentally socially political. And I think that's why we are often like referenced in a lot of the same spaces because we're just like... Listen, we don't want to hurt anyone. We're not trying to kill anyone. We're not trying to cancel anyone. No. But let's just be fucking real because it's a crime against women. It really is. To not do so. It really is. And I'm, I remember Ricky Gervais saying um, when he hosted the Globes, one of the many times he hosted the Globes, he was in an interview and they, um, I think it was with Ellen maybe, and she said, do you ever feel bad? Like, do you feel like you're being mean or anything? And he was fantastic. He went, I'm... I'm grilling or getting into, I'm in a room with 250 of the most privileged people in the world. They're all right if I have a, if they can't handle an hour of him going, um, you guys need to put your fucking heads in. He doesn't care. He's like, it's, and it, it, I feel the same thing too. When people are like, do you feel mean or anything? And I'm like, no, but I'm, I, A, I only use photos that they post it's not like I've got a drone going into fucking Miley Cyrus's backyard and I'm <laughs> trying to get photos. Oh, I do. It's a Is that paparazzi. weird? I'll just borrow yours. Oh. Um, <laughs> if it's a paparazzi photo, I won't use it unless they've reposted it. So it's kind of the images that they're putting out there. And, again, they're the most beautiful, privileged people mm-hmm. in the world. It's not like I'm going to a burns unit at the children's hospital. But also, but also what people don't know is that you have celebrities actually asking you to parody them yeah. now. Like I, it's almost like they're that. using like, you for promo. This is this yeah. is, this is hilarious. So anyone who's worrying that she's being mean, they're fucking reaching out to Celeste personally to be like, can, yeah. you, can you make and this funny? And I always funny? think if Cindy Crawford's okay with it and Gwyneth Paltrow's okay with it, you can all fucking be okay with it. A hundred percent. Some people don't like it, but people are allowed to be sick of being made fun of. I get it. Fine. Some people have blocked and aren't into it. No problem. (laughs) Moving on. Um, You had a big and really important moment recently when you called out Instagram when you had copied a photograph of a Victoria's Secret model and you had exactly replicated the photograph. And really the only difference between that photograph, you know, that you're, that you're nude in it, she's nude, you're kind of covering your your bits with your hands or like with a bit of, I don't know, silk. And you're both in an identical pose, showing all the identical bits, but your body is really not even that much bigger than her body. And yet yours got taken down off Instagram. Hers wasn't. Hers was up, is still up now. Yours was repeatedly mm. taken down off of Instagram because it was, they, they they claimed that that was inappropriate and it was nudity. Can you explain more about what happened? Yeah. Well, they didn't actually take mine down. Oh, they right. Just, they just, they're, they're clever. They just blocked that people couldn't share it. Now, right. Now that was a, um, I was wearing more than what the model was wearing. She was naked, like, completely naked, but had like a jacket hanging off the back of her shoulder type Mm. thing. And then she had her hand over her holding her breast. I actually had a thong on. I had like, and she didn't, she didn't have any pants on. And I was holding my breast. Now it was a breast covering issue supposedly. And I just called bullshit. I was like, it's this body that you are blocking. And if you, and I just didn't, two quick Insta stories on it. I was fucking livid. And I said, if um, you, I said something like, you know, Instagram, if you want to let me know why you're taking my photo, you're not letting people share my photo. Um, but you, you are allowing up, her photo to yeah. be shared. And, and I said to him, I was like, because it's this body, that's what your issue is. Don't fuck around. This is the body that you have the issue with. Don't come at me with your policies. And if you want to have a chat about it, my contact details are in my bio. Thanks. Like, then I took my kids to school. I was just pissed. And then it fucking went nuts. It, everyone was like, yeah, hang on, what's going on? And then um, Instagram reached out and were they, they were already in the process of changing the breast covering policy because um, that excellent lady in the UK, Curvy Naomi, is that her name? She yeah. posted, she posted something months earlier, again, of herself, covering up and it was taken down. And so she has started this thing, this movement really, where she was like, well, fuck that, what's going on? So Instagram had already started changing this policy. 
then they contacted me and they were like, do you, um, thanks, you know, thanks to your post and we're now more aware of it. We're moving toward making this happen quicker. And do you want to be a part of us announcing it? And I was like, not on your fucking life because I just, I'm cautious of it because I don't think it's over. I don't, I think they go, well, the breast covering policy has changed now. I'm like, yeah, well, until the next photo I post and you say it's some other bullshit thing. Cause at the end of the day, it's not, it's your body shaming. It's you thinking of my body is offensive and someone else's isn't. So yeah, it, I mean, we was... hear, I hear about this all the time because I have so many friends who work within activism or who are plus size models, etc., who all tell me constantly that their photographs are taken down. Um, and, and I mean, sometimes they'll be wearing like a t-shirt and shorts and their photograph will be taken down for too much nudity, for example, like the algorithm has detected too much nudity. Now, what I believe that is, and I am no tech expert, but what the theory is online is that it's because they are bigger. So visibly, the ratio of clothing to to actual skin showing means that the algorithm detects it as nudity or it detects it as an inappropriate amount of skin showing, but it's like just someone bigger wearing like a bikini. But oh, well, then you take you someone to, absolutely tiny. Table. Exactly. But then you take someone absolutely tiny who's just wearing like, you know, I've seen pictures of, and I in no way it's a beautiful photograph and it's amazing and she looks wonderful. But Emrata posting about abortion with truly just like a flower covering the 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 most explicit part of her genitalia. And I think then her hand may be covering her nipples. So it's like she's fully naked and she's wearing a flower. Absolutely. And that was left up and kept up and celebrated and and shared millions of times. And other women who are bigger can't post in a fucking bikini. Like this is super problematic. And I love that you were able to put it in a way where they had to, they couldn't run away from it any longer. And it's given a lot of people a voice to be able to talk about this issue because... You know, it's still I, happening. Oh, for sure. Like it's, people are sending me photos same. going, this got pulled down. Yeah. And like that, yeah. I mean, I've seen photos of people with women with no top on, t- completely tits McGee. Great. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out. And like maybe half their finger over their vagina. Yeah. And that's like, oh, yeah, feminism. And I think, great, go nuts do what you want and mm-hmm. I'm happy for anyone to be able to do what they want but if they can if they can do it why can't I that's the question yeah. that's my question and the many many women who are also much bigger than you who can't exactly. even post even even in just sort of like regular summer clothes that is detected as nudity and taken down not specifically yeah. on this one like app but just across social media this is a this is a huge problem and we are denying people work and we are also harming their their self-esteem personally and by erasing these bodies online we are we are then not I don't say we as in like you and I are involved but us as a society by not representing those bodies not allowing those bodies to exist amongst the the kind of realm of photographs then other people don't get to see them and then other people who look like that don't get to see or even people who don't like that don't look like that don't get to see that that is a perfectly normal beautiful wonderful way to live and exist yeah if we don't see it we can't be it it, you know so that's the word normal what's normal so the 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 model photos we are still in society pushing that that is normal. Mm. Your thighs shouldn't touch because that is normal. And if they do touch, then you are brave for showing that. And that's the issue. What is seen as normal? And it's one, it's a, it's usually a thin white woman. Mm. That is normal. A Victoria's Secret model is what is being pushed out still as normal. This stuff is getting to you more now, isn't it? Like over the, we've known each other now kind of a little bit over the years, but I can see visibly, but when, you know, while we're looking at each other over Zoom, I can see that this is definitely emotionally starting to hit home in a new way for you. Yeah. And it, well, it's starting to piss me off now (laughs) because I'm like, come on. And it's, it's, it is easily fixed. It is easily fixed. Like, especially on social media, it's a click of a button. It's the unclick of an algorithm thing. It's that's, that's what it is. You just take those limits off women who don't look like a model and then, then they're free. It's, it, it, I should not have made the news. I should not have made international news for that. Yeah. But I did because of the way I look. Which is so, but also by the way, you don't look bad. 
There is nothing that looks bad, but also you aren't even the thing I found the funniest about that photograph is that you're not even much bigger. So that means who the fuck else is being policed on this thing? Exactly. Because you're really not, you're not that much bigger. This wasn't some dramatic photo difference. It really no. wasn't. It might maybe even feel that way to you, but it really wasn't. As an objective person who knows you, who's, who's also just has eyes, it, it was so unextreme that I was, I was astounded by it, truly. But I am, um, yeah, I really, obviously I feel you because I've been so upset about this stuff for such a long time. And I, I wanted to ask, and I don't feel like we've spoken about this much because we're normally just bantering on or just sort of um, just talking about, just talking our shit. But h- how are you with your own body image? Like, you know, you go out of your way to kind of, I don't know, promote just being okay in your own skin how have you gotten to, how have you, like, how, just, I don't even know. I don't even know where you're at on it. Like, where are you at on your own body image, considering that you're seeing all this stuff, well, these things are happening, etc. I would really love to know. Well, it changes, like, everyone's. And I, I think, you know, going back to, like I was saying before about learning my currency early and knowing that how I look is not the most interesting part of me. I've never been brought up to think that. Mm. Um, and you know, struggling at school. So like I say, knowing my currency, knowing my strengths and playing on those and realizing that that's having a a great personality is a fucking great thing. You know, people use it, use it as a joke going, oh, well, she's got a great personality. I'm like, that is not a, that is a, a I don't know why people say that like it's rude. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I have to drink my own Kool-Aid though. Sometimes if I'm doing a photo as an example, or I'll have to be like, whoa, I'll, I'll see the photo and be like, whoa, Barbara. All right. Okay. And then I go, <laughs> come on. And I have to have a minute where I go, well, you, you're doing good work. You know, it's funny. That photo in uh, as an example that we're just talking about, I, I had to drink my Kool-Aid for that. I was like, oh shit, you are looking like that. Okay. With your big wrinkly belly and it's got cellulite and all that sort of stuff. I had to have a minute where I just took stock and bought into what you and I are selling and that body positive and mm-hmm. it's a good thing and how you look doesn't matter. But sometimes it can be tricky, like it is for everyone, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're doing specific it, actual comparison culture and the fact that you're putting your photograph right alongside hers or like a video of JLo. I understand that like, you know, this is, yeah. I mean, this you're, you're still having to live and survive the toxicity of our comparison culture obsession. Yeah. And also um, the flip side of that is if I have lost a bit of weight as an example, because of, because of my medication and I do a photo, they're like, no, not funny anymore. You're too skinny. Oh, you can't fucking win. Can you? Women can't win. And it's still funny what I, I did that JLo photo and the caption was, I'm on the right. I thought that was fucking hilarious. JLo was on the left. I was on the right. The (laughs) caption was just, I'm on the right. Because no one can look like JLo, but people still, no, you're looking too good. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Again, I will say to my husband sometimes when he takes my photo, <laughs> this is the other side where I just think I'm banging. And I'm like, babe, hang on, just wait. I need to just check because I don't want to look too good. And he's like, oh, you're fine. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're fine. <laughs> but it, it's it's a, it's a pendulum swing for all of us. Mm-hmm. For all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I've taken up loads of your time. And uh, thanks for coming on and being just so sweet and fun and cool. And thanks for everything that you do for women, even though you just meant to make us laugh. And and thanks for setting just a really good example of what a responsible and thoughtful role model or person with a big platform is. I uh, it's been a great joy getting to know you over the last couple of years, and and also knowing that the woman that we see represented online is exactly who you are behind the camera. Oh, you're very kind. I'm actually Thank a bit of a dick sometimes, but I really mean no, this. No, I know that. Um, yeah. But I didn't want to say that because it's um, recorded. But before, Bef- before we leave, I always ask people at the end of this show, what do you weigh? And I do not mean in pounds or kilos. You know the I weigh movement by now. Celeste, while I have you here, will you please tell me, what do you weigh? I weigh my children. Mm-hmm. I weigh my sense of humour, I weigh how much I give a shit about others, I weigh how empathetic I am, 
I weigh my positivity, I weigh my marriage, and I weigh my drive and ability to hustle. Oh, they were good. They were so good. (laughs) Um, Oh, I was going, oh, what do I weigh? That's good. And then I was thinking, what do I like weigh on the scale? <laughs> and that's how we like it. Um, well, love you loads. We'll catch Big up love, soon. Darling. Thank you so much. And uh, and remember you everyone. Remember everyone. Imagine that you or your loved ones could die any minute now, and then make your decisions for happiness accordingly. Good night. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I weigh with Jamila Jamil is produced and researched by myself, Jamila Jamil, Erin Finnegan, and Kimmy Gregory. It is edited by Andrew Carson, and the beautiful music that you're hearing now is made by my boyfriend, James Blake. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support. I really appreciate it, and it amps me up to bring on better and better guests. Lastly, at iWay, we would love to hear from you and share what you weigh at the end of this podcast. You can leave us a voicemail at 1-818-660-5543 or email us what you weigh at iWayPodcast at gmail.com. It's not in pounds and kilos, so please don't send that. It's all about your, just, you, you know, you've been on the Instagram. Anyway, and now we would love to pass the mic to one of our listeners. I weigh trying to be a better person every day for myself and those around me. I weigh my journey with my mental health. I weigh my compassion and determination to understand and love everyone no matter how hard it can be sometimes. I weigh my care being experienced. I weigh being open-minded and speaking up for myself and others around me. And I weigh my achievements. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating handfuls of thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag, Taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra sharp cheddar cheese. (sighs) We know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary Dairy.